Hi, you're with Julian on the Brown Nose and Giorgia Meloni in Italy winning the election and Sweden turning to the right. Is fascism on the rise in Europe? Not really. Uh, let's have a look and break this down a bit more than most of the mainstream news has. And that is definitely not saying to reject the idea of fascism rising because fascism in general if you look at Trump winning in America didn't win by the populist vote uh, Adolf Hitler didn't win the populist vote I mean fascism obviously can arrive in increments and it's not that it gets the overwhelming majority to win it's usually by increments that it takes power and then it shuts down the power systems. So anyway, everyone's been going nuts about Giorgio Maloney winning the election in Italy. And the right-wing pundits are so painfully chic. Within minutes of her winning, they were posting the same things. Feminists are being very quiet today. I mean, tell me you don't know what feminism is without telling me you don't know what feminism is. If you think it is electing a woman, uh, you really don't understand what feminism is. And, and I, I think it's, it's like, you know, where are all the feminists? Um, probably where you weren't when Jacinda Ardern or Julia Gillard was selected. Does that mean you're sexists? You know, they pick and choose. They don't seem to understand that, that, that like, left-wing is a political ideology and you're not going to generally support a right-wing person if they're female. <laughs> have you noticed how... This is a bit politically incorrect, but have you noticed how the right promote attractive candidates to an unrealistic, unrealistic like, average of the population have a look in america have a look at all of the candidates that are you know these right-wing candidates in america that are female have a look at how many are attractive that to me says that they are validating women based on their attractiveness that's how i see it so <clears throat> this has been painted you know it's it's um italy's first far-right government since World War II. Italy was the birthplace of fascism. The funniest online argument you can have to this date is people claiming that Mussolini and Hitler were left-wing. And the people claiming that are people that broadly support the policies of Mussolini and Hitler and hate the left, which is quite amazing. But he predated Hitler. The fascism in Italy predated Hitler, and, of course, Spain actually did the same thing as well. Um, so let's have a look at Georgia Maloney's win. She won 26% of the vote. 26%. 74% of Italian voters did not vote for Georgia Maloney. Italy's political system is a cluster. It's completely broken. They've had something like 65 governments since World War II. That averages out to <laughs> under every two years they have a change of government. You have to form government in Italy with three parties minimum. 
The previous government was a coalition of loads of different parties. They have a very broken political system and someone that has 26% of the vote is their leader. That's not If that's the wave of right-wing populism that they're all screaming about, I hope that continues because you win 26% of the vote in most countries where there's a two-party system, you're sacked for failing miserably. So that there's that. The other thing is people didn't vote for, um, you know, they voted because 20% of the Puglia region in Italy is, is suffering poverty. The West's elongation of the war in Ukraine, as I've said many times, is causing economic destruction in the West. A cost of living crisis that has resulted in large parts of Italy in poverty and people voting because she had that economic message to heart. And because when people are very angry, they, they kick out the incumbents. So her government may last a couple of years. When people are angry, they kick out the incumbent. And they were very angry at the incumbent because of the increased um, poverty in, in, her, in her country. They weren't voting for her right-wing ideology. The only, the only part of her right-wing ideology is anti-immigration. That's the big hot button to get people voting right. It's why people voted Brexit. In the UK, Liz Trust has just announced that she is going to put forward policies to increase dramatically the amount of migrant workers to come into the UK to work on farms. If only there was some mechanism that the UK had that would facilitate getting workers from the UK into, uh, from Europe into the UK. Why didn't they have something like that? And the other great part of that, and that, of that is that they've given up the right to work in Europe themselves, but now are bringing European workers into the UK. Marvellous stuff. So, people aren't, <coughs> excuse me, people aren't voting for her based on her, um, you know, stop turning all our children trans rhetoric, that kind of thing, at all. I mean, I've, like, <coughs> the pundits go off on her saying about how inspiring she is. No, she's not. I've listened to her speeches. She, she says things like, I will fight the system and claim to be a woman. I will, be, I will claim to be Italian and not be ashamed. I will claim to be a Christian. And so like, no one stopped you in your whole life being a woman, a Christian or an Italian. It's rubbish. <coughs> um, what happened in Sweden? Again, it's a coalition. This is no outright victory. A coalition of right-leaning parties has taken over. There, the ideology of anti-immigrant posturing was big. And this is something that people will have to come to terms with on the left because they are getting saddled with it. Because of uh, political instability in the Middle East, we've seen an awful lot of uh, Middle Eastern immigration into Europe over the last 20 years. But that isn't going to stop because climate change is driving almost all of the immigration from Central America into America, into North America, into the USA. These like, Mexicans have been coming and going in their tens of millions for a century. 
to do farm work. The people from places like Honduras or Costa Rica or El Salvador that are moving into America to become actual immigrants into that country, they're doing so because of climate change. The climate has shifted the regions they live making them untenable anymore. That is going to hit Europe as well. So the immigrant problem is going to get worse. And what happened in Sweden was largely a result of the immigrant problem. Um, just to read a little bit. Meanwhile, voter anger over migration, a clear driver in several of the electoral contests, was often ignored or lambasted as nothing but racism with most of the right-wing victories being chalked up to disinformation. After doing nothing to affect change, the moment there was a pause in popular swings from early 2020 to 2022, personally, I think Brexit put a massive pause on populist right-wing governments in Europe because they were all clamouring to leave the European Union. And then when Britain did it, they all went, that's really bad. Um, populism is again sweeping Europe. Sweden followed this trend uh, in a recent election with the country's right-wing winning power on the strength of uh, the far-right Sweden Democrats, a party that doubled its support among young voters since the last election. A lot of this is economics. Young people are coming through the system now and they are not having any opportunity because the economy has been destroyed by economic neoliberalism and they don't have you know, the opportunity to buy a home anymore. And uh, they are angry and will blame whoever they're told to, even though they're blaming the right who are responsible for the economic paradigm that they're in. Spain and Finland are set to head to the polls next year and both elections could result in right-wing coalitions. Again, it's coalitions. It's not one party winning, which shows how fragmented this whole scenario is. The EU leadership's either ignoring these facts or willfully misunderstanding them. Uh, when Hungary overwhelmingly rejected Orban, the European Parliament responded by branding the country an autocracy rather than trying to understand his popularity. And to combat the far right in Poland, Brussels simply cheered when former President of the European Council, Donald Tusk, <coughs> became leader of the Civic Platform. Uh, in each of these cases, there remains a persistent unwillingness to understand why populists are succeeding. And this is a, a, a lot of it is to, you know, to, to reject current power structures. For me, the, one of the saddest things the UK has ever done is to not acknowledge that the Conservative Party, since Margaret Thatcher, had destroyed their country with economic neoliberalism. And it wasn't Europe that was the enemy. They let the same people that told them to vote for the Tories for 40 years tell them that Brexit was a good idea. <coughs> they attacked Europe instead of the Tories. And this is a commonality <coughs> in these battles where people will just fight the current paradigm that's in power, not understanding that the economics that have got us here are right wing. Economic neoliberalism, the social socialist democracy policies of you know big social welfare net, public housing, public health care, um, high minimum wage, strong union membership, provided a society where the opposite happened, where young people could come out of school and have great opportunity. Now we've gone down these right-leaning 
policies and cut, uh, parties like the Democrats in America under people like Clinton and Obama were still adhering to that neoliberal economic ideal. Um, and it's, it's mutated into populism because it's very easy, first of all, to we've been trained our whole lives to hate the, the least powerful people in our society. And the immigration into Europe is very visible for a lot of these people because they see uh, people of different skin color, religion, ethnicity, um, you know, the sounds they make when they speak. And as anywhere, they're forced into ghettos and there are higher crime rates in those areas. So it has become an easy out to blame people that aren't like you throughout history. It's always been the same. Voter frustration. I mean, the right wing are not sweeping Europe at all. There's been a few countries that have had coalitions turn right. And in basket case, political arenas like Italy, I'm not sure how that mean, much that means. Everyone's been screaming about someone that won 26% of the vote being this huge game changer. If she was such a big game changer, how come she didn't win a dramatically higher proportion of the vote? Joe Biden just won 80 million votes in America. He won a huge proportion of the vote. She didn't. So it's this, the, the center takes stuff for granted. It's treated the average person like crap for decades. And the center gets blamed for being the left. I'm not the center. I'm left. I rarely ever see my kind in power. I would be Bernie Sanders or Jeremy Corbyn in power. I'm not Obama. So we get, the, on the left, we get the blame for all of this crap. Um, and people that could just as easily vote for Bernie Sanders or Jeremy Corbyn on the quite far left can easily vote on the quite far right just to attack that centre. And that is what they ignore at their peril. But overall, someone winning in a basket case like Italy, politically, on the back of poverty and not ideology and winning 26% of the vote is not exactly amazing.